Today, we're talking about rehiring employees you, you laid off during COVID-19. This is more complicated than in hiring somebody new. There are legal pitfalls you need to avoid and some tricky questions you need to answer. If and when you find yourself in a position where you need to rehire those workers, this episode will help you navigate that from offer to onboarding. In this episode, we'll cover an overview of legal considerations and how to communicate a rehire offer, documentation, HR parties of one need when rehiring teammates and onboarding workers once an offer is accepted, and paycheck protection program implications. Welcome to HR Party of One. I'm your host, Ryan McCoslin. Let's get started. I found this article in the National Law Review. It does a great job outlining legal implications employers need to consider when rehiring former employees. One theme that emerged is it's important to be cautious about who you choose to rehire and why. Having a reopening plan can, can mitigate some of these concerns. You're the HR professional here. You know what your team needs to, to be successful and establish a new normal. Be explicit about this in your plan. For example, if most of your revenue is generated by salespeople, well, it's easy to make the case that rehiring salespeople is your top staffing priority. And you need to be explicit about this because if a former employee isn't rehired and they suspect that the decision has something to do with their protected class status, they could file a disparate treatment claim. Specific, detailed reasoning that's written down can help you avoid potentially damaging litigation. And it can help you avoid infringing on workers' rights in the first place. Once you have a reopening plan, next, you need to decide who to rehire and you need to extend some offers. In your rehire communication, you need to highlight the following talking points. Acknowledge the original decision to let them go. Explain why and how their position is being reestablished. Include the salary offer, title, exemption status, and manager, as well as details about their benefits and seniority. Include other terms of employment that you typically include in job offers. Give an overview of safety measures and new policies that your team has implemented. Then give the planned start date and the date when a signature is required. And finally, thank them for their previous employment and demonstrate that your organization is looking to the future. Let's dig a little deeper and review the template our team at Bernie Portal created point by point. I'm including a link in the description below and it's available for download so you can use it too. First, acknowledge the original decision to let them go. Hi, I'm reaching out today regarding your former position at the company's name, which was recently eliminated due to COVID-19 downsizing. At this time, I'm pleased to inform you that our company has reinstated that position and is extending you a formal rehire offer to rejoin our team. This intro gets straight to the point. Next, explain why and how their position is being reestablished and include details of the offer when it comes to compensation and benefits. You'll notice that there's lots of space for HR professionals to fill in the blanks. Let's look at what this offer letter looks like um, with some examples filled in. We've reinstated the role because the company has seen a steady increase in business since the initial drop-off at the beginning of the pandemic. Our rehire offer includes your full-time exempt wage of $52,000, and you'll report to Kendra Stevenson. Regarding your benefits, your PTO will be restored to the amount that you had accrued during your previous employment, and our benefits have not changed during this period. Your seniority will also be restored. Clear and concise. 
Once you've covered these details, include additional terms of employment that you always include in offer letters, whether someone's being rehired or, or coming on board for the first time. After that, mention any policy changes that may have been implemented since the employee's last day. For example, if you're back in the office and you're observing social distancing rules to keep people safe, or if you're still working remotely, any technology best practices you may have implemented to help people work remotely effectively. And then include a, a start date and a deadline for that employee's decision. Here's an example. Our company has also implemented a number of policy changes to keep our entire team safe during the pandemic. These include, then you list them. We've set a planned start date of this date. If you accept our rehire offer, please sign this letter and respond by this date. If the company hasn't heard from you by this deadline, we'll take it as your formal rejection of this offer. And hey, this part of the letter is especially important. The last thing that you want or need while you're restoring operations is a week-long back and forth before a decision is made. You need the position filled by the date you provide. State it plainly and stick to it. To wrap up your letter, thank them for their time and their consideration. Indicate that you're looking to the future and include space for a signature if they want to accept your offer. Finally, I want to take this chance to say thank you on behalf of our company for your previous service. These past several months have been unprecedented for everyone, but I'm confident we'll be able to bounce back stronger than ever. I look forward to hearing from you soon. And that's it. This may seem like a lot. Maybe you're thinking that you could achieve the same outcome with a simple phone call or a short email. But don't forget that this is a delicate time and you need to choose your words carefully. Also remember that it's gonna be your job to set these folks up for success if and when they accept an opportunity to rejoin. For employers who've seen an uptick in business, bringing back furloughed employees is relatively easier because, well, they're still employees. But for rehiring employees that have been laid off, HR must remember that there's more to it than simply just inviting them back. For this category of employee, consider these five steps. First, report to state unemployment agencies. That same National Law Review article I mentioned before reminds us that every state requires employers to report new hires and rehires. It may seem obvious to some, but just because someone previously worked for you doesn't mean you shouldn't report their rehire. Second, update W-4 and other tax documents. Employers should have rehired employees resubmit W-4s and other tax documents. Given all that's happened since the pandemic began, there's a chance that some of this information has changed for your employee. Third, double-check Form I-9. A laid-off employee's existing Form I-9 can be used if they're rehired, but only as long as they're rehired within three years of the date they first joined the organization. For example, even if someone was only laid off for a week, if they were originally hired more than three years ago, they'd still have to fill out a new Form I-9. Fourth, collect onboarding information. Does your company require employees to sign confidentiality agreements? Or do you have a culture guide that everyone is required to review? You may have made changes to these forms or guides, so it's best to have your rehire take a fresh look at each of them again and sign everything that needs to be signed. And finally, number five, update bank information. Once again, your employee may have changed their bank account between their departure and rehire dates. 
Give them a chance to update it before they begin work again. Managing all of this new paperwork may feel overwhelming, but here's some real talk. If you have an online onboarding system, like the one available in our HRIS, Bernie Portal, this can be easy. Rehired employees can use an online onboarding system to fill out paperwork without any assistance from you. It's easy, accurate, and requires no physical filing whatsoever. And what's more, it's, 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 it's perfect if you have employees who are onboarding remotely or working from home. Being able to do it online makes it easier on everyone. Now, let's talk more about onboarding or, or, or re-onboarding. Reboarding? Whatever you decide to call it, let's talk about it. Your organization may look different now. Even though your rehire may be familiar with the ins and outs of your tools and company culture, make clear any changes that have been made since their departure. If your employee accepts a rehire offer, here are the topics that you're gonna to wanna to cover during their onboarding, uh, reboarding. One, new technology processes. There's a chance your company is still operating in a remote work capacity. Bring teammates up to speed on work from home policies, best practices, and technology they'll use during their daily routines. Second, safety measures you may have in place. If you're back in the office, let them know what steps you've implemented to keep workers safe during the pandemic. Measures such as social distancing, mandating face masks, and plenty of hand sanitizer can reinforce your dedication to keeping them safe. You may even wanna share your return to work letter with them so everyone is on the same page. You'll also find a template for this communication in, in the episode description. And third, what to do if a teammate tests positive for COVID-19. This may be covered when you discuss safety measures, but it deserves repeating. Let rehires know your organization's plan if someone is in the office um, and, and tests positive. In the episode description, I've included a resource from our Bernie Portal blog that covers just that. I can't let you go without reminding you to take into account Paycheck Protection Program implications if they apply. Otherwise known as the PPP, this legislation was passed in late March so that businesses could apply for forgivable loans from the federal government to cover losses resulting from COVID-19. The explicit goal of this legislation was to keep people employed so businesses could have their loans forgiven partially or completely if they maintained payroll levels or, or restored them. The original legislation said that in order for businesses to qualify for loan forgiveness, they had to spend a large portion of that loan before June 30th, 2020. Employers and policymakers quickly realized that this was unrealistic, given that so many businesses had to remain closed due to public health concerns. And in part, that's why the Paycheck Protection Program Flexibility Act was passed by Congress to adjust these optimistic but unrealistic expectations. First, the rehire deadline was pushed back. Given the ongoing nature of the pandemic and subsequent efforts to reopen businesses amid changing municipal safety guidelines, employers now have until the end of the year, December 31st, 2020, to rehire workers or hire similarly qualified employees to return to pre-COVID-19 levels. If this provision is met, the loan can be fully forgiven. And second, the rehire requirements were eased. Employers can still qualify for loan forgiveness if an employee rejects a rehire offer. If the business is unable to return to pre-pandemic levels of economic activity needed to rehire staff, and if the business cannot find required or qualified replacements, the PPPFA indicates uh, February 15, 2020, 
as the date of regular business operations. Now you'll see there's an asterisk here. Note that according to the Small Business Administration, the SBA, if an employee refuses your rehire or return to work offer, you can still qualify for loan forgiveness as long as your organization, quote, made a good faith written offer of rehire and the employee's rejection of that offer must be documented by the borrower. But who should be thinking about the Paycheck Protection Program, and the rehiring plan, and all the math behind that? Some may argue that it should be the, the, the leader of your organization, your CEO or owner. But, but you can do this too. As an HR party of one, uh, you know what the compensation is for each role, and you know what your organization needs. So you can elevate your role by taking the lead on this. Think about it like this. You can answer 100 questions from your CEO about the salaries corresponding with different roles and different people and what the PPP requires. Or you can lean into this, build the spreadsheet yourself, and come up with a rehiring plan independently. We have several past episodes of HR Party of One that address these processes, and I've included links in the description below for, for easy access. By taking the lead, you can take a huge weight off your colleagues and your CEO, and you can set your organization up for success going forward. It wouldn't be a proper HR Party of One episode if I didn't leave you with some homework. So I encourage you to review our blogs covering the PPP and the PPPFA for hiring laid off employees and pretty much every other article with a COVID-19 tag. Each looks at a different coronavirus related issue and how it impacts the HR world and we're adding more each week. I also recommend using the templates I mentioned earlier in the episode. Each will lay the groundwork for your team to begin the return to work and rehiring processes when you're ready. Also, take a look at our newly revamped HR glossary on the Bruni Portal website. You're gonna love it. Between basic HR terminology and relevant government agencies, there's a lot of great information on there, and it's available for free. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and ring the bell so you know when new episodes are posted. And do yourself a favor. Take the lead on this rehiring plan. Take the weight off your CEO and elevate your role. Remember, your job is as strategic as you make it.